بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ما بعد نعم so we begin with the next chapter for those who are following the Arabic uh, text page 59 نعم باب قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم رب مبلغ أوعى من سامع the chapter is saying of the Prophet ﷺ that perhaps the one who has knowledge conveyed to him, يعني he understands and comprehends better than the one who, who heard that information يعني from its source. Now, and so this is the chapter following on from the previous chapter and the hadith in the previous chapter, as we know, was concerning uh, the one who comes to a gathering and he sits where that gathering ends. And we uh, took the hadith of Abi Waqid al-Layfi, wherein he mentioned those, those three individuals that came to the masjid. Um, the hadith, uh, as, we, uh, as we know and as we studied. The connection between Al-Bukhari bringing this chapter after the previous chapter uh, we alluded to uh, last week and that is uh, the fact that in the previous chapter Al-Bukhari he by way of bringing the hadith that he brought or the hadith that he brought he proved to us and we took the benefit from the hadith that the one who comes to a gathering he sits at the front and he is uh, the best He's the, he's the best as it relates to those who come and, um, from them, the one who sits uh, at the back. The, the one who uh, is best from all of them is the one who comes and sit, sits at the front. And shyness does not prevent him from, from uh, coming and drawing near to the teacher in order for him to uh, understand, have, have a better understanding of what is being said. And likewise also to, uh, to receive that reward from Allah ta'ala. Um, and so that was the, the hadith that we studied and that was one of the benefits that we took from that hadith and the understanding from that hadith. Um, although it doesn't mean that the one who, who comes to the masjid, comes to a gathering, doesn't find space at the front, uh, but he sits at the back, there is still good in that individual and his, yani his, uh, his action. However, Al-Bukhari, what he intends to bring here and the reason why he brought the next hadith in the next chapter is to show how it's possible after we've understood this from the previous hadith, that it is possible that someone who is further away, that he actually understands that information, that knowledge, that hadith, he understands it better than one who was closer, and the closest to the one to the source. Whether that, whether that is physically, yeah, uh, a person could be further away, but he understands better than the one who is closer physically in person or even as it relates to time that, that, that someone who heard a hadith he conveys it to someone later on who wasn't present he conveys it to someone later on and the one who, who he conveys it to that he has a better understanding of that uh, knowledge that information of that hadith and so this is why Al-Bukhari is bringing this and this is the wisdom behind Al-Bukhari bringing this and so as we mentioned previously a number of times that the fiqh of Al-Bukhari is in the way he brings his chapters and the order that he brings him and he's bringing us and he's, he's 
by way of this, he's, he's uh, making very subtle points and benefits that he's, he's bringing to us. Now, um, and so hence, this is the chapter heading, and then the hadith, Haddathana Musaddad Qal. So Al-Bukhari says that Musaddad narrated to him, who said, Haddathana Bishr, that Bishr narrated to him, who said, Haddathana Ibn Aoun and Ibn Sirin and Abdul Rahman ibn Abi Bakr and Abihi ذكر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قعد على بعيده so you heard the isnad and in this isnad we have uh, from the benefits of this isnad in this chain of narration is that all of them are Basriyun all of them are Basriyun all of them were from, from Basra and they were from Basra or they settled in Basra every single one of these narrators and likewise within this uh, chain we have Riwaya, uh, uh, narrating a narrating of this hadith or a narrating um, between three contemporaries, yani three from the Tabi'in. We have them uh, here within this chain, and that is uh, Ibn Aoun, Abdullah ibn Aoun, who narrates from Ibn Sareen. Ibn Sirin, Muhammad Ibn Sirin, who narrated from Abdurrahman Ibn Abi Bakr. Those three are Tabi'in within that same generation, narrating um, one from the other. Naam. The last of them being Abdurrahman Ibn Abi Bakr, and he then narrates from his father, and Abi, as you can see in the chain, from his father. And his father was Ab- Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr Nufay'ah. Ibn al-Harith Naam. And so here this, this is where Knowing the men The books of men The names of men Come into play And those muhadithin The scholars of hadith They are able to To um, Specify Specify or detail Who exactly this individual is So an abi And this would go back To the books of men And the books of the sahaba And so on And so uh, Abdurrahman ibn Abi Bakr we have within that anyway, within the mention of his name, that he is the son of Abi Bakra. But that is just the kunya. That is just his kunya. His name was Nufay'i ibn al-Harith. Naam. Dhakr al-Nabiyya. That he mentioned the Prophet Qa'ada ala ba'idi. That he was sat on his camel. Wa amsaka insanun bi khitamihi. Aw bizimami. There was a person who who took hold of his reins, the, meaning the reins of the the, the camel, the reins that uh, the camel uh, have uh, or the camels have placed on them, and the nose of the camel. He took hold of the reins. Yani here we have bichitami or bizimami, because they both have the same meaning. Now here, as we mentioned before, some of the scholars, they paid attention to mentioning uh, or clarifying the mujmal or the mubham within the narrations. So meaning something which is uh, just left as general or unclear. Like here we have the word insan, a, per, uh, a man. And so this is, uh, yeah, and it, it is not clear who this person is. It's not by name. And so it's just general. But some of the scholars, those who, uh, from them, those who uh, went 
to some detail in trying to clarify who this individual was. It's mentioned that this person was Bilal. It's mentioned other than Bilal, but it's also been mentioned that the Rawi himself, Abu Bakr, he was Abu Bakr. And that, that is what seems to be the strongest position, that he was Abu Bakr, Abu, uh, uh, Abu Bakr himself. That he was the one who took hold of the reins. Naam. But the reason why here we have within this, the wording of this hadith, وَأَمْسَكِ insanun. So it's a, a person who's, who's reading this hadith, he may understand from this that Abu Bakr is mentioning a, a, a man took the reins of the camel. <coughs> but then why would Abu Bakr say a man and not mention himself? <coughs> so here they say that, the scholars of hadith, they say that this is one of the other narrators within this chain other than Abu Bakr mentioning this. It is one of the other narrators saying that a man took hold of the reins of the camel, but it was Abu Bakr himself. It was Abu Bakr himself. So this is not Abu Bakr saying that a man took, and, and just leaving it general, a man. But rather he would have narrated and he said, I took the reins. But then later, one of the, the, these narrators, they narrated it without men, the mention of Abu Bakr being the one who took the reins. And this is uh, the, the, the way the scholars come to this, is through the other narrations, through the other wordings of the, the same incident, where Abu Bakr himself mentioned that he was the one who took the, the reins. No. Do you have a question? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you intending to stay until the end of the lecture? So if you remember your question, ask me at the end. Because it's, I think it's, it's not connected to, the, to, the, to this particular yet. But inshallah, we'll answer that inshallah. So remember your question inshallah. I'm interested and want to know what, what your question is inshallah. Mashallah. Jazakallah khair. <coughs> okay. So, um, this, so we have uh, the mention here of a, of a man, as we've clarified. This was Abu Bakr. He took hold of the reins of the, cam- of the camel. And he said, قال, meaning the Rasul, he said, هذا, He said, which day is this? Meaning, addressing the Sahaba now, the Rasul on his camel, he said, Which day is this? Fasakatna. And so we remained quiet. So we stayed quiet up until we thought that the Prophet would name this day with other than its name. Meaning, because we know which day this is. We knew what day it was, but he's asking the obvious. So we thought, we stayed quiet because we thought that he's going to name it with, with other than its name that we know. He said, the Rasulullah he said, is it not the day of Nahr, the day of sacrifice, during, during the, 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 the days of Hajj? Naam. The tenth day, the day of Hajj, the day of Eid. The, the, the day of sacrifice and the, the day of Eid, during Hajj. We said, of course. Then the Rasulullah he said, and which month is this? So yes, which month is this? But then we remain quiet, thinking that he would name it with other than its name. Because we knew which month it was, but we thought, he's asking the obvious again. It must be, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to name it with other than the name that we know. And then he said, Is it not Dhul-Hijjah? We said, of course. He, he then said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
He said, indeed, your blood, your wealth, and your honor between you is sacred. Just like the sanctity of this day of yours, this month of yours, in this month of yours, in this city of yours. Naam. لِيُبَلِّغِ الشَّاهِدِ الْغَائِبَةِ فَإِنَّ الشَّاهِدَ عَسَى أَنْ يُبَلِّغَ مَنْ هُوَ أَوْعَى لَهُ مِنْهُ Let the one who is present convey that which I'm narrating to you convey to the one who is absent. Let the one, of, let the one from amongst you who is present let those who are present convey to those who are absent. For indeed the one who is present here, that perhaps that he narrates and conveys to someone who has more understanding and comprehension of that of that which I'm conveying to you than the one who actually heard it and was present. So this is the hadith. Um, the Hadith within this chapter, the only hadith within this chapter, and uh, we are going through the explanation of a Sheikh Zaid Al Madhali, Rahimullah, and the Sheikh he mentions that this hadith, Had Al Hadith, Al Jalil, this magnificent hadith, Al Ladihuwa min Dimni Khitbatin Nabi Sallam, Yom al Nahar, Fi Hajjatil Wada, Lahu Shatnun Adim. He said, This magnificent hadith, which was from which was part of that khutbah and that addressing that the Prophet ﷺ gave on the day of Nahar, the day of sacrifice, during that farewell hajj, it has a, a tremendous uh, station and yani, uh, it, it, it was a tremendous khutbah. خطب النبي صلى الله في يوم وَبَيَّنَ لَهُمْ مَا يَجِبُ عَلَيْهِمْ لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَ مِنْ حُقُوقٍ وَوَاجِبَاتٍ That the Prophet ﷺ, he addressed the Ummah فِي يَوْمِ عَرَفَتَ For those who are studying Arabic, Arafa, as we know, is Ism Alam. It's a proper noun of a place. Uh, and so, it doesn't take the Tanween. And it should be Majroor, but it's, it is Majroor, but it's Majroor بِالْفَتْحَةِ Because it's مَمْنُوْ مِنَ الصَّرْفِ فِي يَوْمِ عَرَفَتَ so he addressed the Ummah on Yom Arafah, the day of Arafah. And he explained to them that which is obligatory upon them towards Allah, Lillah, min huquq, from rights and wajibat, from obligations. وَمَا يَجِبَ عَلَيْهِمْ بَعْضِهِمْ لِبَعْضِ And likewise, that which is obligatory upon them towards one another. Towards one another. وَمَا يَحْرُمُ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنْ يَعْمَلُوهُ and likewise, that which is haram upon them, that they do, and that they fall, that they fall into, those things which they should not be doing, and it's haram for them to do and to fall into. And so he explained to them during that farewell Hajj. He explained this to them, the day of Arafah. The, and the day of sacrifice, that which they need to understand, a bayanan shafian, meaning a bayan wadihan, with a clear 
بيان with a clear explanation منهم شافين هي واضحا with a clear explanation حفظه أصحابه كما في حديث جابر الطويل the companions his companions they memorized that khutbah and his his address his addressing they memorized it as is common that hadith the long hadith uh, of Jabir radiyallahu anhu wa fi sifati hajjat an-nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam wallati min dhimnha hadhi al-kalimat al-mubarakat naam that hadith of Jabir which describes the hajj of the the prophet sallallahu and from, from which also uh, c- contains these blessed words of the prophet sallallahu these kalimat al-mubarakat نعم ولقد أورد المؤلف رحمه الله هذا الحديث لغرض أن يبين للأمة أنه يجب على من علم علما أن يبلغه غيره نعم so البخاري he, he brought this hadith here the author he brought this hadith here and his intent behind it was to explain to the ummah that it is obligatory upon the one who has some knowledge, who knows some knowledge, has knowledge with him, that he conveys it to other than himself. He conveys it to others. وَقَدْ يَتَعَيَّنَ التَّبْلِيغِ إِذَا لَمْ يُوجَدْ مُبَلِّغْ إِلَّا شَخْصْ أو أَكْثَرْ مِنْ شَخْصْ And it could actually become obligatory. It could become obligatory to convey. نعم, to convey. If there isn't available, and there isn't found, one, yani other than this individual, if there isn't found one who can convey, and one who do, who conveys, um, except for one individual, or more than one individual, يتعين عليهم إبلاغ الأمة. It becomes obligatory upon them, and now specifically in their case, it becomes obligatory to convey to the Ummah ما أراد الله منهم. They convey that which Allah wanted from them, what He wants from them. وَمَا جَاءَ بِهِ النَّبِيُّ عَلَيْهِ سَلَةُ وَسَلَامُ Likewise that they convey that which the Rasulullah that which he came with. وَهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ And this hadith wherein the Rasulullah he said Rasulullah he said يُبَلِّغْ مَنْ هُوَ أَوْعَلَهُ مِنْهُمْ That the one who is present he conveys to one who has more understanding comprehension than himself. مَعْنَاهُ It's meaning أَنْ يَسْمَعَ الشَّخْصُ الْحَدِيثَ أو الْجُمَلَ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ فَيَهْمِلُهَا إِلَى شَخْصٍ عِنْدَهُ مِنَ الْأَذْكَاءِ مِنَ الذَّكَاءِ نعم عنده من الذَّكَاءِ وَحُسْنُ الْإِسْتِنْبَاطِ مَا لَمْ يَكُنْ عِنْدَ الْمُبَلِّغَةِ The meaning of this is that a person, he hears this hadith, or he hears some sentences, meaning he, he, he hears some knowledge, and then he conveys it and carries it to another person. This person who has a dhaka, intelligence, وَحُسْنُ الْإِسْتِنْبَاطِ And he has, he's, he's proficient and he has the ability to extract, meaning to extract rulings. مَا لَمْ يَكُنْ عِنْدَ الْمُبَلِّغِ He has this ability, he has the understanding, he has the intelligence, that which the one who conveyed to him did not have and doesn't possess. فَيَنْشُرْ عِلْمُهُ الَّذِي فَضَّلَهُ أَفْوَانٍ فَصَّلَهُ نَعْمٍ uh, and so the knowledge that he extracts from this from this hadith and the the, the, 
benefits and the rulings that he, he extracts. As a result, he spreads them. He, he, he clarifies the knowledge within it in detail. He extracts the rulings from it. And he makes it accessible to the people. Because he is able to explain it to them and extract the ruling. So he makes it accessible to the people. And so they benefit from it. And the Shaykh is saying here that there are a number of benefits, there are a number of evidences that, uh, that prove this. Yani, uh, other than that which has come in this hadith. <coughs> فَأَسْحَابُ النَّبِيِّ صلى الله عليه وسلم حَفِذُوا لَنَا الْعِلْمِ الشَّرْعِ الْكِتَابَ, الكتاب الْعَزِيزَةِ وَالسُنَّةِ الْمَطَحَّرَةِ The companions of the Prophet ﷺ, they preserved this Islamic knowledge from the great kitab, meaning the Qur'an, and the purified sunnah. وَجَاءَ مَنْ بَعْدَهُمْ مِنَ التَّابِعِينَ وَأَتْبَعُ التَّابِعِينَ And then they came after them, those from the tabi'een, the second generation after them, and the atba'u tabi'een, those who followed the second generation, meaning the third generation. وَعَلَى الْعُمُومِ الْقُرُونِ الْمُفَضَّلَةِ وَمَنْ تَبِعَ الْقُرُونِ الْمُفَضَّلَةِ مِنْ أَئِمَّةُ الْهُدَى And in general, the virtuous generations, and whoever followed the, those virtuous three generations from the imams of guidance, the leaders of guidance, the, the imams. وَأَخَذُوا يُدَوِّنُونَ الْمُتُونَ عَمَّنْ سَمِعُوهَا مِنَ السَّحَابَةِ أَوْ مِنْ كِبَارِ التَّابِعِينَ And so they began to then record down these mutun and these texts. They began to record down, write down the ahadith and the athar and the narrations and so on. They began to write, record them down in, writing, in written form and so on. From those who, they, who, who heard them, yani from the source. And from, from, from those who heard these, these texts, such as the Sahaba and the Kibar Tabi'een and the uh, major uh, Tabi'een. Naam. فَيْتَوَلَّا أَسْحَابُ الْقُدَرَاتِ عَلَى الْإِسْتِنْبَاطَاتِ إِسْتِنْبَاطَ الْفَوَائِدِ الْجَمَّةِ وَتَفَاصِلِ الْأَحْكَامِ بَعْدَ النَّظْرِ فِي تِلْكَ الْمُتُونِ And so, these Imams... And those who had the ability, they undertook the task of extracting benefits, yani many benefits. Fawaid al-jamma, yani kathira. They extracted many benefits from these mutun, from these texts, from the ahadith and so on. وَتَفَاصِيلِ الْأَحْكَامِ And the detailed rulings from the texts. After looking into these texts, they were able to do this. فَذَهَرَتْ الْمُؤَلَّفَاتِ الَّتِي صَارَ فِيهَا الْخَيْرِ الْكَثِيرِ لِلْأُمَّةِ And so then, thereafter, they began to appear. Authorships. Authorships from, the, from these scholars, um, which brought much good to the Ummah. نعم. وَلَوْلَى اللَّهِ ثُمَّ وَجُودُهَا مَسْتَطَعَ الْمَرْءَ أَنْ يُقَدِّمْ أَوْ يُؤَخِّرَ And so if it wasn't for... Uh, Allah, and then after Allah, the presence of these authorships and these uh, clarifications from the scholars, then a person will not be able to go forward or come back. Meaning he wouldn't be able to do anything if the scholars, if those who uh, proceeded didn't do that which they did, 
they didn't convey and if the, those who came after them didn't receive it and then extract the, the, the benefits and, and, and record down then a person would not be able to go forward, go back or go forward. Meaning he wouldn't be able to, 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 to benefit. لكن المتأخر يمشي على الأثر وقد يزيد. But the one who comes later, he, he follows in the footsteps of the one who came before. وقد يزيد. And it's possible that he, he adds and he increases. The one who comes later, he adds to that which يعني, he received from those who came before him. He receives that which came before him. And he takes knowledge from those who came before him. But then he adds to this. That Allah may, يعني, this is a dua. You usually hear this in the form of a dua. Allah maftah alayk. It means basically Allah give you tawfiq. So here, what the Shaykh is saying, that it's possible that this individual who came later, that Allah grants him success. فَيَزِيد فِي تَوْضِيحِ الْمَسَائِلِ so this one who comes later, he then increases. And he's able to clarify the various matters from these texts, which those who even came before him weren't able to do or didn't do. And likewise, he, he makes corrections. He makes corrections to some of their mistakes of those who came before. He reproves them and he, he, he makes corrections. Now, في بيان إجمال أو توضيح And so he, for example, he makes bayan and he clarifies those things which were left general. Those things which were just left general. He clarifies it and, makes, and, and explains them. Or he clarifies those things which يعني, have difficulty within them, difficulty to understand. He, he, he clarifies it. He makes it easy to understand. Or he just clarifies and explains that which is in need of clarification. And likewise, the Sheikh did mention here, but you don't have it in the Arabic. Or that he, he, uh, or that he explains um, a mistake. He explains a mistake that an author before him, yani when he authored a book, it's possible he made a mistake. But the one who comes later, he then explains that mistake. Now, and yani, similar uh, to that, yani, this is what the, those, those who came later, this is what they, 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 they would do. فَأَمَرَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ And so the Prophet he commanded that the one who was present, that he conveys to one who is absent. عَسَى أَنْ يُبَلِّغَ مَنْ هُوَ Perhaps he conveys the one who heard, he conveys to one who has more understanding than him. In an understanding, that perhaps the one who is carrying some fiqh, meaning carrying some knowledge, that he is not a faqih, he is not one who understands, he's not one who understands what he's carrying. And perhaps he conveys it to one who has more understanding than him. However, the scholars do mention, and we're going to mention this at the end when we bring the benefits uh, from the hadith. But um, just just so you uh, know, and whilst it's come to mind, that the origin is that the one who hears it, that he has more understanding than the one who 
who, who didn't hear it directly. That's why we say that the Sahaba, they have better understanding. That's the origin. But here, it's possible. We're saying it's possible. And the Rasulullah is saying it's possible that one who comes after has more understanding than the one who actually heard it from the source. So that's why you have some of the Sahaba that would narrate to the kibar of the tabi'een. But these Sahaba who narrated it, they weren't known for extracting fiqh and rulings and so on. But they conveyed, and then the, 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 tab, the tabi'een, those scholars from the tabi'een, the imams from the tabi'een, they would then extract all the, the rulings. However, the origin is that the one who hears directly, that he has more understanding than the one who comes later. That's the origin. However, it doesn't mean that it can't happen. It doesn't mean it can't happen. And that's why the understanding of rubba here, rubba hamil fiqhin, in English we would translate as perhaps. Um, but in Arabic this word rubba is, can be used for takfir and taqlil. Like in many cases this can happen, or in few instances it can happen. The meaning of rubba here is taqlil. And so, mean, the meaning of it, in other words, is that there are many times when someone who comes later, or one who, was, who wasn't present, he has more understanding than the one who was present. But we don't say akthar. We don't say most instances the one who came, came after understands better than the one who, who heard it directly. No. The origin is, is that the, those who heard directly have more understanding. That is why... If we have the statement of a sahabi, statement of a companion about a particular matter, he explains a particular hadith, he explains an ayah, a verse in the Quran, or he explains a hadith. And then we have a, an imam who came, comes later, and he explains it, but explains it in a different way. He, ex- he extracts a different ruling, which opposes the understanding of the sahabi. Then here we say that the sahabi. He is a'lam. He is more knowledgeable and adra and afqa. He is more knowledgeable of that which he narrates. And this is why they say that the rawi is a'lam bima rawa. That the narrator of the hadith is more knowledgeable of what he narrates. He, he is from, from, from everyone, he is more, more knowledgeable of that which he narrates. And we'll mention more concerning that uh, later on. Bidni ta'ala. Now, but the Sheikh, he, he's brought an additional word in here which shows to us um, that the one who um, has knowledge conveyed to him, it's possible that he has more understanding than the one who conveys it. And as we mentioned before also, many of the narrators, many of the names that we're hearing within these chains, many of them were not fuqaha. They weren't able to extract the rulings, but they preserved the hadith. They memorized them. And they passed them on, but they didn't extract. Like Al-Bukhari. Al-Bukhari was a muhaddith and a faqih. He was a scholar of hadith. He memorized a hadith. He had that precision. He was able to memorize. and we've, we, Without a doubt, it's difficult to memorize just one hadith with this chain. But these scholars would, scholars of hadith would memorize thousands, thousands of a hadith with their chains. So they were muhaddithin, but at the same time, they were fuqaha. Like Al-Bukhari, Imam Malik, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal and others, they were scholars of hadith, they preserved the hadith, recorded them down, memorized them, passed them on. But at the same time, they were able to extract the rulings and give 
benefits and, and, and rulings and, uh, and, and uh, extract the, the meanings and so on. Now, so the Shaykh continues and he says, فَذَهَرَتْ فَائِدَةُ هَذَا الْأَمْرِ وَذَلِكَ بِأَخْذِ النَّاسِ الْعِلْمَ بَعْدِهِمْ أَمْ بَعْذِ إِلَى يَوْمِنَا هَذَا And so from this hadith, from the various wordings, there appears for us the benefit in conveying this knowledge. And that is that when the, the, the people, they take the knowledge from each other, they take the knowledge from each other up until this day of ours. They continue to do that. Because the Prophet commanded us to convey uh, uh, this knowledge. وَإِلَى مَا شَاءَ اللَّهَ أَنْ يَكُونَ And up until when Allah uh, wills. ثُمَّ بَيَّنَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ أُمُورًا مُهِمَّةً And then he explained in this hadith, the Rasulullah some important matters. وَهِيَ تَحْرِيمْ سَفْكِ الدِّمَاءِ وَانْتِحَاكِ الْأَعْرَابِ وَأَخْذِ الْأَمْوَالِ بِغَيْرِ impermissibility the forbidden nature of spilling blood killing and the يعني, uh, the violation of people's honor to defame them and to malign their their, their honor and likewise is take wealth without uh, due right and due to the important nature of these matters here, in the, the, the Prophet ﷺ, he came with a uslub and a manner when, when, he, when addressing them, a manner which would bring about their attention, and bring about the sight of those who were listening. Meaning they would turn to him and look to him and listen to him with attention. And that is, the, يعني, his statement that he, 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 he turned to them and he said to them which month is this and which city is this and the sheikh he says that and this is well known with all of them with everyone it was well known they knew it was Hijjah. they knew this was, uh, was Mecca they knew all of this وَذَلِكَ بَيَانٌ لِأَهَمِّيَةِ الْأَمْرِ الَّذِي سَيُلْقِيهِ عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ وَأَسْمَاعِهِمْ فَقَدْ سَلَكَ هَذَا الْأُسْلُوبِ الْبَلِيغِ And the reason why the Prophet did this is due to the important subject which he was going to convey to them and, 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 and throw to them. سَيُلْقِيهِ عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ That which he was going to say to them and throw into their hearts and into their, to their, to their to their, yani, to their ears and yani, um, yani that which we, they, would, they would hear and listen to. So therefore, the Rasulullah he started, started in this manner, asking them which month is this, which city is, uh, is this, um, which day is this. Yani, using this manner, this profound and far-reaching manner of speaking to them. And it's sufficient enough that it's if we're talking about it being far-reaching and being extensive and profound it's sufficient enough that the Prophet is saying it. That's sufficient enough. That's sufficient enough. And the fact that he is Afsahul Khalq he is the most eloquent of the people in speech 
وأعلم وأعلمهم بالله وأنصحهم لعباد الله يعني and the most knowledgeable from them concerning Allah and the most sincere to the servants of Allah that is sufficient in order for just whatever he says for that to be far reaching however uh, on top of that he came with this uslub he came with this manner of, of, of speaking to them naam قال and so he said فَإِنَّ دِمَاءَكُمْ وَأَمْوَالَكُمْ وَأَعْرَاضَكُمْ بَيْنَكُمْ حَرَامْ كَحُرْمَةِ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا فِي شَهْرِكُمْ هَذَا وَفِي بَلَدِكُمْ هَذَا Indeed, your wealth, your, indeed your blood, your wealth, your honor between you, yourselves is sacred, just like the sanctity of this day of yours, this month of yours, uh, in this city of yours. نعم. فَدِمَاءَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ حَرَامْ And so the blood of the Muslims is haram. وَمَعَهَا دِمَاءُ and along with the blood of the Muslims, the blood of the non-Muslims. Likewise, it is not permissible, haram, forbidden, to transgress against the blood of the non-Muslims. Now, so the Sheikh he says that likewise the blood of the non-Muslims, it is forbidden to spill their blood and to transgress against them. Naam. Kalkafir al-mustaman. Like the disbeliever, the non-Muslim, who has been granted or who seeks protection. He seeks protection from the Muslims. Fidawlat al-Islam. In the lands of the Muslims, he comes to them seeking protection. Naam. Waddaakhil ila dawlat al-Islam bi-idhn. Bi-idhnin. على الشروط التي تشترطها عليه دولة الإسلام كالمعاهد Likewise, the one who enters the lands of Islam with permission and based upon conditions which that Islamic country and that Muslim country uh, places upon him كالمعاهد Like the one who has a contract with the Muslims There's some contractual agreement He enters into the Muslim lands المعاهد لا يجوز لأحد أن يسفك دما. The one who has a contractual agreement with the Muslims and has entered the lands of the Muslims, it is not permissible for anyone to spill his blood. أو يسيئ إليه. أو نعم يسيئ إليه. Or that he is evil towards him in any way. بإساءة That he is evil to, towards him with any kind of evil. لا في دمه ولا في عرضه يهوديا أو نصرانيا أو غير ذلك وهو معاهد no, it is not permissible to be, to be evil towards him in any way not towards his blood or his honor whether he is a Jew or a Christian or other than them whilst he is a معاهد one who has a contractual agreement with the Muslims لأنه أخذ الأحدة وأعطي الأحدة وأعطي الأحد على الشروط التي because he has taken a contract, he's taken a contract, an agreement, and he's been given an agreement and a contract based on conditions which the Muslim country had placed upon him. That is why they came in the hadith, which is established and authentic from the Prophet. Rai Hatal Jannah. Wa in Rihaha 
توجد من مسيرتي 40 عاما. Whoever kills a mu'ahad, and you already know now the meaning of the mu'ahad, the mu'ahad that non-Muslim who has a contractual agreement with the Muslims. Whoever kills him, he will not smell the fragrance of paradise. And indeed, its smell and its fragrance could be found from a distance of 40 years. Now, وحكم المستأمن والداخل إلى دولة الإسلام بإذن وهو من أهل الكفر لا يجوز أن تسفك دماءهم ولا تنتهك أعراضهم ولا يعتدى على أموالهم. And the ruling of the one who has sought protection from the Muslims and the one who has entered into the lands, lands of the Muslims with condition or with permission from the people of Kufr, from the disbelievers, it, the, the ruling is that it is not permissible to spill their blood or to dishonor them. Nam. Or to, uh, to, uh, to defame their honor or to transgress against them in their wealth. Up until that Imam, Imam al-Shawkani, he said concerning the meaning of this hadith, he said, that Jannah is haram upon him. Paradise is forbidden upon him. And that he will abide in the fire for a very, very long time. This doesn't mean he, he will never end, exit the fire. Because the Imam did not say, Khalid Mukhalidan Abada. There's verses also in the Quran where Allah uh, He threatens the one who kills uh, uh, another believer, the Muslim who kills another believer, that he, he, he will enter the fire, Khalid Mukhalidan, that he will uh, enter the fire and abide within the fire. But that Yes, meaning haram for a long duration. Yes, because we have to combine everything together. As Muslims, when we uh, say we believe in the Quran and Sunnah, we have to accept all of the Quran and Sunnah. And we can't take one hadith and reject the rest of them. Because the, there are other hadith that tell us that whoever says La ilaha illallah, sincerely from his heart, will enter paradise. So how can we put that into action? And this hadith into action. That is by saying that whoever performs any of those actions that mention if he does such and such he will enter the fire or that, that paradise is haram upon him however he is from the people of la ilaha illallah that we combine by saying that he will enter the fire however he will eventually be taken out and put into paradise and that is why we also have the hadith of the jahannamiyun the hadith of those who will enter the fire from the believers from the muslims the people of tawheed and the reason why we say people to hate is because we know that the Prophet said that that um, that uh, the 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 non will enter paradise except for the nafs mu'mina, the believing non will enter paradise except for the believing uh, uh, soul, uh, and the nafs mu'mina without a doubt. We, again, 
take into consideration all of the evidences, all of the texts together, then that is the one, because the iman, when we say believe an individual, from the very foundations of his iman is the tawheed of Allah. Naam. And so, uh, as long as a person dies upon tawheed, but he, if he has with him sins, which, that Allah chooses not to forgive, but to punish him for those sins, if he enters the fire, he will eventually be taken out. And so again, as we mentioned, the hadith of the Jahannamiyun, wherein the Rasul he mentioned that there will be people who will enter the, the fire and they will be reduced to coal. The fire will reduce them to, to, to hot coal, to, to burnt coal. And then when Allah wills, he will take them out and they will be placed into the river of life. And then they will grow, their bodies will grow back again. Then they will enter paradise. Naam. And so this is concerning uh, those who fall into these kinds of sins. Naam. Uh, and so the Sheikh he says that whoever kills uh, uh, a Mu'ahad, um, that uh, this is this statement of the Rasulullah is applied to him. Lam yarah uh, al jannah that he will not uh, uh, smell the fragrance of paradise. Meaning the one who kills the Mu'ahad, the one who has a contractual agreement with the Muslims. Shari'at al-Islam, and this is from the distinguishing matters of the legislation of Islam. I mean, and from its yani things, those things which are specific to it. That it is forbidden, al ghadar it is forbidden uh, treachery and betrayal. And it is forbidden, al abath bil mustaminin, al muahideen. And it is forbidden us from playing around with those who seek protection from us and those who have contractual agreements with us. So it is not permissible for anyone. And It is not permissible for anyone that he transgresses against them, fidamin, or malin, or erdin, in their blood, their, their their wealth, or their honor, or be min il other, or to transgress against them in, in any way, in any any with any form of uh, of harm. Wa muslim min babi As for the blood of the Muslim. Then more so. Then more so. As the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Sibab al-Muslim, Fusuq. He said, abusing another Muslim is sin. Waqitaluhu kufr. And fighting him is kufr, disbelief. And likewise, he said, Ali La tarji'u ba'di kuffara. Yadribu ba'dukum riqab ba'd. He said, do not Return after me. Do not return to being kuffar, disbelievers. Some of you striking the next of others, meaning killing each other. Now, however, as we clarify, and it's important that we make this clarification, that the meaning of kuffar here, meaning of disbelief, and the meaning of kuffar, being disbelievers, isn't that they leave Islam. And a Muslim who fights another Muslim, we don't say it's the kufr which expels him outside of Islam, but it is kufr in the sense that it is a branch and an action which is a branch of disbelief. Because every sin is a branch of disbelief. But not every sin is uh, that, that major disbelief which expels a person outside of Islam. Just like every good action is a branch of iman. From those actions, those actions you have to do, and from them, those actions which are mustahab. From the good actions. 
And so, saying La ilaha illallah is a good action. And it's a branch of Iman. And in fact, it's an action you have to come with. If you don't come with it, you have no Iman. You have to say La ilaha illallah. You have to believe in it. And so similar, or in the opposite manner, all of the actions of disobedience are branches of disbelief. But from them, those actions, if you do, it doesn't take you outside of Islam. It doesn't mean you've disbelieved and exited Islam. But from them, yes, actions which are disbelief, the disbelief that takes you outside of Islam. Such as making du'a to other than Allah. Or making mockery of the religion and so on. And likewise, the the the, the uh, saying of Allah Ta'ala, which shows to us clearly that fighting another Muslim is not cover, is in Surah, Surah Al-Hujarat, where Allah Ta'ala, he says, وَإِن طَائِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينِ اقْتَتَلُوا That if two groups from the Muslims fight one another. And so here, look, Allah Ta'ala, he, he referred to them, these two parties as being from the believers. وَإِن طَائِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ if two groups from the believers fight, then rectif- bring rectification between them. Up until Allah, He says, at the, uh, He says, uh, uh, after He says, um, Indeed, the believers are brothers. So He referred to them as believers and as brothers. Naam. Even though they fell into the, this, this sin of fighting. Naam. Um, and likewise, the saying of the Rasulullah is not permissible that the blood of a, of a Muslim man is not permissible to be taken, the one who bears witness to La ilaha illallah. And that I am the messenger of Allah, except on three occasions, or except for three situations. And nafsu bin nafs, soul for a soul, life for a life, meaning. And that is the law of qisas, of uh, of the law of retribution. Wathaybizani, is yani, the adulterer or adulteress. Meaning the one who apostates from his religion and he he uh, leaves the uh, body of the Muslims. That these three, the uh, texts, the religious texts, have made permissible their blood. And again, an important clarification that the likes of such narrations and such rulings. Uh, are carried out not by the general Muslims and definitely not in the lands of the non-Muslims. That these rule, these uh, rulings and these ahadith are restricted to the leaders of the Muslims, to the leaders of the Muslims, the rulers, the uh, rulers who have governments in the, in their they have their own countries and they have. A, 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 a judicial system. They have a lo- they, they they implement the Sharia and the law, and they have a, have a, uh, a judicial system, and they carry out the various uh, laws and, and 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 punishments and so on. It is the leaders and those who are in charge and authority that uh, carry out these uh, rulings and uh, these ahadith. Naam.
it's still uh, and it's a, it's, a, it's a long discussion but it still doesn't mean that the layman takes these rulings into his own hands and he now says well if the rulers are not implementing these rulings then I'm going to do it no that is a different matter uh, and we've covered that in the past um, but uh, in brief the Rasul he told us that there will, there will be rulers rulers who won't judge by his guidance and won't judge by the sunnah but he commanded us he, and he guided us to, to uh, how we are to deal with such rulers. And he said that we are to listen, to, we are to hear and obey them. Meaning in those things which are in obedience to Allah. As for those things which uh, involve disobedience to Allah, then we don't obey them in that. And likewise he taught, he commanded us to advise them, to advise the rulers, to take them by the hand, to advise them in secret and so on. That's the obligation that is upon us. That is the obligation upon the general folk that they advise the ruler if they see something from the ruler. But Allah, the, Allah has not uh, yeah, placed the obligation upon us, nor did the Rasulullah place the obligation upon us, that we, carry, we then in turn carry out these rulings by, yeah, uh, by ourselves. Uh, but rather, um, he guided us to uh, doing that which is upon us, and that is that we advise them, make dua for them, and so on. Now, uh, and, and so the Shaykh, he brings this hadith here to show how uh, it is not permissible to spill the blood of a Muslim except for these three situations. The, the Sharia has, uh, through its text, has made the blood of these three individuals permissible. And then the Shaykh, he, he goes on to explain uh, in a bit more detail concerning this hadith. And uh, inshallah, we'll continue with this uh, in the coming dars. Uh, Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.